Hey, this is Ryan Chapman with Fix Your Funnel interview series. I'm really excited to have Lindsay Ardmore with me. Lindsay, it's been a while since we talked. I think we, we talked last about three years ago. Mm-hmm. And you, you left an impression on me because you were so good at paying attention to detail. I, mean, I guess it makes sense that you do the work that you do today. Oh, that's so nice. Thank you. <laughs> but I, I noticed that you were really attentive to detail and you're just very quick at picking up on strategies. And I, maybe some people think that that comes naturally, but I really feel like that is a developed skill to be mm-hmm. able to pick up on a strategy and not just see the strategy, but the actual implementation plan. Mm-hmm. Because it's really easy for someone to say, okay, I get the strategy, but I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the skills that, that I noticed in you, even back you know, three and a half years ago, was the ability to take a strategy and translate that into action. Mm-hmm. So that may explain why you're, you're doing so well at helping people today. Oh, thanks, you, Ryan. That's so nice. So at the, at the center of, because you work with principally, is it women? Yes. And some cool dudes. And some cool dudes. Mm-hmm. I know when we were talking before we started recording, you referenced your ladies a lot. You know, yeah, girls. My girls. And so you're working principally with gr- women or some cool dudes that have have a company that they're running. They're they're getting some good revenue, mm-hmm. but they're also at the end of their rope. Oh yes. So most of my girls, they come to me. I'm always so impressed to know their revenue numbers. As little infrastructure as they usually have in place, sure. when they come to me. <laughs> So it's scraps of paper and maybe a notebook mm-hmm. somewhere. And between that and their memory, they're, they're keeping oh, the business they re- afloat. They rely on their brain way too much, usually. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's interesting. I've, I've talked about this a few different times, but usually what I see in those kind of scenarios is feast and famine mm-hmm. sometimes, where there's moments where they're having great revenue and then moments of nothing to be found. Totally. And, and so they go through this process of hustle, deliver, sigh, and then realize they're starving again. Mm-hmm. Totally. And so the money flows with that. And it's really just this reflection of our human nature, right? Mm-hmm. Our inability really to juggle a ton of different things. And that's why we use technology to make this difference for us. You and your, your crew do agency type work for these ladies. But you also teach them some of the philosophical and foundational concepts needed for making automation a relief instead of an extra job. Totally. Yeah. What is what is at the center of that philosophy? I mean, how, what is your approach? Our biggest philosophical reason for doing this is we are constantly told more leads, do this, bring in more, hustle, 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 you know, like all this force and grind. And that's just not, I just can't work like that. And I find most of my ladies can't work like that either. So what we work really, really hard to do is take and capitalize on everything that's already coming into your business, maximize that, make, make every single lead prospect invite count and, and do something with it instead of just relying on your brain and scraps of paper and really take them to the next level. That way. I found the same thing. If you, if you find someone who's doing you know, relatively well mm-hmm. with no systems, they're probably sitting on two to three times as much money as they realize. Oh, amen. Amen. And the, the fact of the matter is when you talk to somebody and a lot of times business owners will tell you that like, I just need more leads. I just need more leads. It's like, no, honey, you don't need more leads. You need to take the leads that you have and actually do something with them. And then yeah. when you, when you help them 
mind map that out of where all the leads are. And, or if you have them go and dive into their booking system, if they have one or into their calendar, into their planner, their paper planner, into their email, you can find, you know, 10, 15, 20 from the past couple of weeks, even. Yeah. They haven't done anything with. So your first phase then is really helping them recognize, Hey, there's some, some things that you're relying totally upon yourself that we could let a machine do. Exactly. Yeah. So what we typically do is when somebody comes into our world, we make a really concerted effort to not only get them to shift and realize, oh my gosh, I don't need to go run a massive amount of traffic and pour a bunch of money down the drain, um, trying to bring new leads. in. what we actually need to do is implement some, some systems inside of the business that can actually do all the heavy lifting for us so that these girls and our clients can you know, capitalize on everybody that they have coming in already, make sure it's optimized and then turn on the traffic. I love that philosophy and approach. In fact, before we started recording, we we're kind of talking about this a little bit. And I know that some people listening may go, okay, well, I hear who Lindsay is talking about. That's not me. I'm already using marketing automation. I don't need to listen anymore. And I would say, hold your horses there for one second, because we were talking about the whole reality of email, right? So if you're predominantly email in your marketing, then you may be doing the exact same thing. It's just at a different level. Mm -hmm. So the lady that is keeping track of all her leads in paper or a planner or in her email and something is letting leads slip through because she's not reaching out to them. Mm -hmm. And then if you said, okay, I'm going to add marketing automation, you, you go through but if they went through your course, Lindsay, they'd learn about using multiple medias to get a hold of people. So this wouldn't apply, mm -hmm. but they would know, okay, I need to start following up. And so they put a couple of systems in place. And for most people using Infusionsoft or keep, what they'll do is they'll go principally email at that rate. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But what they don't realize is that email has about a 50% success rate. And that's on the generous side. It can be as low as five, 10%. Mm -hmm. So what that means is that if you've got a hundred leads that come in and you go send an email sequence to those hundred leads on the high side, 50 of them are going to see that and interact with it in some way on the low side, it could be 10 to 5% interacting with it. But Brutal. regardless, you just gave up half of your leads mm -hmm. because you tried just to communicate through one medium. Mm -hmm. So, What's an approach that you use to enhance this one medium issue, which is, you know, I mean, agreeably, it's much better than doing nothing, right? Oh, it's, it's all about layers, right? And yeah. uh, building blocks. So I think if, if you're starting out and you have email, um, that's amazing. A lot of humans don't even like business owners don't even have that in place. But then if you really, really want to take it, you know, to the next level, what we do is we've actually incorporated text messaging into our campaigns and our, in some of our follow-up sequence to help encourage that engagement, help encourage the sales conversation and, you know, get a more personalized approach to them because most people are attached to their cell phone in some way or another. <laughs> so they're going to see it's it. It's unfortunate, but true. Yep. I, I have a son who recently saved up money. He wanted to buy a smartphone. He's had a, you know, a dumb phone for a while. And so we're like, okay, maybe we put good parental restrictions on it. So don't worry. But he was really wanting the smartphone. So he earned the money for it. He did some entrepreneurial things to, to earn some money. So we got the phone. I'm like, okay, here's the deal though. If I see you on it all the time, we're going to have to take it away because it can't, you can't get addicted this young. Yeah. He's 13. So he's not terribly young, but still pretty young. 
but for most of us, even though we may not want to admit it, we do check our messages quite frequently, especially text messages. So it is a huge upgrade from just email alone. But you don't stop sending email because you add texting, do you? Oh, no. I like to do, I mean, wherever I can be, Ryan, I want yeah. to be. Well, you know, I think that's really important, too, because some people can take things the wrong way. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm not personally a huge fan of email. I, I work really hard to try and keep up with it, but it's not something I enjoy at all. Mm -hmm. But uh, we've almost gone too far to, to just using the bare minimum of email in our marketing automation campaigns. Mm -hmm. But I'm not anti-email. I think it has a place, and I know there's some weirdos that love it. You know, so <laughs> I think send, keep on sending them their emails. I think there's like a, a big, I don't know what, why this is, but I have a really good girlfriend who is a massive messenger bot strategist. Okay. Um, she travels around the world talking about this stuff and she constantly is saying like, you don't need email. You don't need email. You don't need email. And it's like, why would you not be every single possible place they could be, you know, in a really peaceful, nice, non-aggressive manner. Yeah. to make sure that your prospects are getting your information that you want them to take action on. Cause like you said, Ryan, people, I mean, some people won't check their emails. Other people, you know, just ignore text messages. People don't message like they, you know, their messenger bots, whatever. That's the, and I think that's the big message for people to take away listening to this. Use as many mediums as you can be aware of the strengths and weaknesses of each. Mm -hmm. And what can each one do? Like, for example, I can totally sell an email. Mm -hmm. Totally. I can write some great long format copy, put that in there. If I tried to take that and put it in a text message, Ugh. fail, right? Yeah. Nobody wants to read a marathon or, you know, just a big, huge lecture inside of a, a text message. Mm -hmm. Text is really good for driving people to places, terrible medium for selling in. So I yeah. even haven't, like I'm running an ad right now to our users because I want them to see it. And it, okay, so right there's a perfect example. I can email, I can text and I can run ads. Mm -hmm. I'm running a texting campaign to all our users. I'm sending emails, but I'm also running Facebook ads to our users to educate them on particular strategies that I know people haven't gotten yet. One of them is don't sell by text message, which mm -hmm. would sound totally conflicting with what we're talking about here. But you can never sell in 160 characters. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know what I mean? And so well, you got to know what... Go ahead. It's just spammy. Yes, it, it always comes off spammy when you try and sell in a text. For some reason, it, the medium just hasn't been destroyed like email has. Mm -hmm. In email, we just we expect it, right? Mm -hmm. So email has certain things it can do. Texting has certain things it can do. You know, ads through remarketing have things that we can do. But knowing each medium and what they can do is really critical in order to design a really good communication system, which is essentially what marketing is, right? Mm -hmm. So you gave an example, though, before we started recording of how you used multiple medias to enhance engagement with your coaching group. So we run boot camps a couple times a year, and they're just your traditional like five-day challenges. But what we've actually decided to do was... Um, These are virtual or in person? All virtual. Okay. And what we decided to do is we've run them multiple times um, and have discovered that by the end of that five days, most of the people are not wanting to open their emails. They'll forget about it. They'll start it. They'll put it into a different folder, whatever. We were just weren't getting the engagement that we wanted. So yeah. what we decided to start doing for the past few boot camps that we've run in the past year is on our opt-in form, we say, do you want to get text reminders about, you know, each and every day? 
And most people have given us our num their numbers. It's fascinating because if I were just to put like the field phone number, they probably, yeah, yeah. But since I said, Hey, do you want me to, you know, send this to you too? It was crazy. Like 90% uptake. I'm giving me their phone number, which is just, you know, Can we pause there just for a second, because that's a really important lesson that you just explained in terms of if you give people a good reason that's in their benefit, mm -hmm. more than happy to give you contact information. You wouldn't dream that they would give you. Mm -hmm. Totally. And what you did is you framed it from their perspective, which it's a really easy mistake that I see a lot of people make is they frame things, everything from their perspective as the business owner. Mm -hmm. And they forget that everybody is motivated and acted based on their perspective and how they view things. So if you can make sure you word it from their perspective, you connected giving the, the cell phone number to a benefit that they would want. Mm -hmm. And because of that, you got 90%. That was fantastic. It's, and you know, what actually has happened since I'm able to text them. So every single day they get an email and they get a text message and the email and the text message, they, they drive to the same page, right? We're just trying to direct them into their, you know, daily training that also includes their homework. The people that click in the text message actually go on to do their homework and engage with me inside of the Facebook group that we have. You have tracking on both. So you can tell who clicks, mm -hmm. through, uh, who clicks through the text. Totally. And text generated more engagement. You gave homework in these boot camps, right? Yep. Yep. So the homework, um, so basically they're driving to a landing page that has a video and it has a homework action item. And the call to action is tell me, like report on your homework for me. And the people that go through text, those friends, not only do they stay to the end of the week, actually engaging with me, which is huge. Cause if you know, if you've ever run a challenge, you know, by the end of the week, the, the numbers are way down, but they're actually going through and completing the homework, engaging on the, on the, in the Facebook group and act in, in just creating a relationship instead of just reading my, you know, value emails or whatever. I think we mentioned it in, since we've been talking about how a lot of people, you know, they think that the solution is traffic, just send more traffic to my business. Give me more leads. Mm -mm. And then it'll be all good. But you're mm -hmm. like, wait, you don't have any systems in place. And so you put systems in place. Once you've got systems in place, now traffic is a good idea. Exactly. So in your kind of situation where you've got 90% of the people saying, yeah, text me. And then mm -hmm. those people that you're texting are engaging at a higher, much higher level than just email. Mm -hmm. Now you're in a position where traffic is a good thing to add to that. If you would have thrown traffic at it when you're just doing email, you just would have, you know, kind that of fizzled. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense, especially with how my boot camps were running previously. It would never have made sense for me to add, you know, flames or like fire, what's the word, gas to the fire. Yeah. It, would, it would have been a, it would have been a disaster actually. That's so cool. And I, with that enhanced engagement, the value of that, the prospect to your company is significantly higher, I'd imagine. Oh, well, those people actually go on to buy. Okay. You know? <laughs> well, that's the whole point, right? Yeah, exactly. Like if they're engaging to the end, if I can get them to the sales conversation, right? If, if they will engage through text or, I mean, if they engage through email too, if they get to the end of the bootcamp and actually participate, have engaged, they've created a relationship with me and I have that sales conversation, that is not a wasted like effort on my part. And you the know? thing I want to point out too, for people that are just casually listening at this point is that what is the result of you enhancing your communication ability 
by using the texting and the email. And it's not just that you did better, you got some more sales. Those individuals that you helped go through the boot camp mm-hmm. are better off than when they came to you. Totally. Amongst those who buy, you're also going to create a better outcome for them than they would have on their own. Mm-hmm. So you got that benefit for them and all the people that they service, you know, as a small business. So there's a huge kind of rippling effect all the way through this. But even those people that went through the challenge and maybe didn't decide to do business with you now are better off than they were before because they actually did something. Yeah. And they actually got the content that they wanted to get, right? Yeah. They actually were able to see it and digest it. And if, if that's what they needed at that point in time, they didn't need to take the next step, you know, if they, if they actually engaged. And a lot of people don't think about the fact, but those are called seeds, right? Mm -hmm. When you help somebody along the way, it doesn't matter how far, maybe they don't go all the way with you, right? Maybe they don't take that journey all the way to where you could lead them, but they take some portion of that journey. What happens is it creates goodwill within them about you or towards your company. Mm -hmm. That goodwill is what, feeds a bunch of other people deciding to do business with you eventually. Because when your name comes up, someone can say, oh yeah, I went through their boot camp. That was really good. I didn't end up actually working with her, but the boot camp was phenomenal because I did this, this, and this, and you actually helped me get results. So even these little things that we do as part of our, you know, our lead generation, as part of our nurture that don't turn into business, when we do it right, when we have the good communication that's occurring, that establishes that goodwill, which is invaluable. It's something people can't really easily quantify, mm-hmm. but you can know for sure when it's missing. Yeah. I, I train on this all the time. We call it the law of reciprocity. Oh, good. And that's exactly it. Like planting these seeds, making sure people feel very loved and supported and cared about. And if they come, they'll circle back around or they'll help somebody circle back around to us, you yeah. know? I mean, there's a lot of people that I haven't personally done business with, but I've sent people to mm-hmm. because, you know, I had such a good experience with them and felt so positive about what they were doing. Mm-hmm. That I could recommend them in good conscience and say, yeah, that's a great person. You should be looking to do business with them. So you. you said also that you've been using some texting to enhance your onboarding. Yes. What are you doing there? Okay. So we actually have a fully automated from cold traffic to program purchaser. It's completely automated, hands-off by me. What that creates though is there's a little bit of relationship gap, right? Because they haven't had a chance to talk to me yet. So what we've implemented is, is when somebody purchases our Automation Foundations program, they actually get a text message from me automatically. Um, It's like, yay, I'm so excited you're here. Sparkles, emoji, you know, it's all like very much love you all the way. And it creates this conversation back, which is really fun with people I I haven't had the pleasure of talking to yet. So it's an immediate kind of like wow factor. And that's the, that's the response that I get. And and the feedback that we have gotten is I can't believe Lindsay texted me after they've, you know, completely cold traffic coming in, buying through a webinar and the response is, I can't believe Lindsay texted me. That's so nice. So that tells me a couple of things. One, it tells me that your message is, is written to one person. Mm-hmm. You yes. didn't think, oh, let me put this in the most corporate speak ever. No. Um, it's not, you know, thinking, okay, this is going to go to a bunch of different people. You were thinking about one specific person when you wrote that. Mm-hmm. If you don't do that, you would never get the kind of response that you've received. Exactly. The other thing that that tells me 
is that this is, and I think from my perspective, this is the big shift that has to happen inside of a business owner's head in order for them to really benefit from automation. Automation ought to mitigate the impact of human nature mm-hmm. and enhance your humanity. And so mm-hmm. in this scenario, what that you're doing is you're saying, okay, as a person, chances are that if, if somebody poked me every day that I got a new lead in the funnel or every hour, whatever it happened, and I said, hey, you're supposed to send a text message to this person, I'd probably forget to do some. Eventually, mm-hmm. I might start to ignore the, the poke. Yeah. You know, I would become deaf to it. Or, you know, something important would come up and I just wouldn't get around to it. Even though I knew that was important, something else seems more important. Mm-hmm. So it would start to pile up and then we would create this feast or famine cycle. But because you put it into automation and it's not cold because you personally thought about each individual that comes through, mm-hmm. You're just having the machine implement that initiation of conversation Mm-hmm. You're, you're letting the machine mitigate the impact of your human nature, the tendency to forget, to delay, to misprioritize, all that stuff. But you're not cutting out your interaction with the person because if the person responds to your personal message, you actually get it and you can reply back, right? Exactly. So it just, it, it does that first step for me because if I were, was expected to, to go and do that on a large scale, I imagine that would be quite, I would just not do it knowing me like you just said. But when they respond back to me, that opens the whole door, like the whole conversation for me is then totally personal. You just have to be present at that point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And at that point too, if you think about it, when they respond back, they're not expecting a response right away, immediately, like within 30 seconds, right? Because you've already initiated the conversation to them. So they respond back. You can, you know, we do it in batches. I, I check my text messages like maybe once a day and just respond back. And they're so happy with it. Yeah. That's what I think that's the, the great part about text too, is it's a little forgiving, right? Exactly. Some people get a little worked up. Like, you know, I got to respond very quickly, but you actually don't. That's the joy of text is it's not fixed to a time period, like a phone mm-hmm. call. Totally. So, you know, if I get back to you in a reasonable time, period of time, people don't think anything about it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, that's, that's really great. You know, I think that if, if people listening can think about that whole concept of how do I start letting automation set up these human to human interaction experiences, because that's where all the money is. Like, mm-hmm. even though you're not selling in that moment of personal interaction, and I'm using air quotes for selling because you're not like promoting and saying, go buy this now. You are establishing a relationship because mm-hmm. relationships come through communication. Like anybody can tell you. In fact, have you seen the movie called Call of the Wild? No. It just came out. Yes, I haven't seen the new one. So Harrison Ford. So without spoiling the movie, the long and short of it is that there's a relationship that's kind of breaks down because they don't communicate anymore. Mm-hmm. And then a new relationship is formed because communication is occurring. Mm-hmm. And it, it just really reinforces this point that sales, yeah, we have to be able to, to fix the problem that people have, right? Ultimately, they're, they're expecting us to be able to change this thing that they want changed in their life. And so we have to fulfill on that. But choosing who we're going to trust to let us to help us with that fixing of our problem comes down to relationship. 
Mm-hmm. And so establishing that relationship, having that personal touch will go a long way to separating you from anybody else that they could be thinking about. Exactly. I love it. That's great. Well, so, okay, so you work with people as an agency. You also have your course called Automation Foundations that lets people that are not quite ready to hire an agency, but want to learn the fundamentals of automation. Yes. You have that as well. You you actually are a big-time user of Fix Your Funnel. Yes, love it. And so you have a keyword and a phone number that people could use to get a hold of you. Yes, exactly. And it'll go to me. So look at that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, if people would like to get to, to a hold of you, they can text Tower. Mm-hmm. I would just tell them that it, it was related to this conversation that we had today. So to give Lindsay some context, that's why she's using a keyword versus saying, just text me the number because she wants to know, you know, exactly. what's the context so that she doesn't have to repeat things that you already know, but you guys can be on the same page. And her number that you would text Tower, T-O-W-E-R to is 941-208. 0799. And we'll put that in the show notes. That way you guys can see it at the bottom in our transcription as well. Well, this has been a really great conversation. I really appreciate you coming on, Lindsay. Yeah. Is there any like final thing that you would want to share that you maybe didn't get a chance to? No, I just I'm just so grateful to be here. Thanks for thanks for having me. It's, it's been yeah, fun it to read. Our pleasure. Like I said, when I first met Lindsay, it was a long time ago, and it was through a conversation we we're having for one of her clients. Mm-hmm. I can tell immediately that she's just super sharp. So Lindsay, you know, this is, you're the type of person that I would want any fixture funnel user to work with because you pay attention to detail. You get the strategies. Obviously not only do you get them, cause I see unfortunately a lot of folks that do automation stuff that mm-hmm. have leaky faucets, Yeah, but you don't let, you don't have a tolerance for leaky faucets obviously because uh, no. not only in your boot camp. You know, but also in your onboarding, you're you're utilizing these technologies and these strategies to make sure that you have a stellar experience for your customers and your clients and for their clients. Mm-hmm. So I love seeing it when people eat their own dog food, when they don't just preach the thing, but they do it. And we appreciate that you are one of those people that walks the talk. Oh, so thank you. Thank you. Okay. Again, if you want to reach out to Lindsay, you can text Tower to 941 208 0799. Thanks so much, Lindsay. Appreciate you being on. Thank you so much. I hope you have a uh, good rest of your day. Thank you.